Welcome to Beyond the Arts Podcast, a podcast about the Utah Jazz. First question I have is Olenek better than Boydon? I found it. I'm going to go with no. Boyan Bogdanovich is a much better player. I mean, uh, scoring-wise, yes. Uh, passing, I'm going to give that to Kelly Olenek. Defense, I'm going to go with Boyan. Uh, Boyan's a very underrated perimeter defender. Uh, the only reason why he's told that he has bad defense or people say that he does uh, is because he's guarding the best player on the other team. There was no other guy that we could put on him. We we tried to put Royce O'Neal on him, and he would just he wouldn't be able to guard him. Royce O'Neal. He used to be able to two seasons ago. I think he was ranked 13th in the NBA in perimeter defense, but I think now he's he's like 130th or something. The reason why we traded him is to get cap space. And the second reason we traded him is because we wanted a a vet, a veteran that could teach people, uh, teach the team about how to be a good power forward slash center. We got a ton of dunk centers who, who need that. We got Mike Conley who can teach the other guys. We got Jordan Clarkson who can teach the other guys. You need a old center that can get the other guys going. Like uh, we got Vanderbilt. We got Walker Kessler. You could all learn a ton from Kelly Olynyk. Um, I think the main reason that trade even went through is because we um, we, we needed that deal over. I'm happy that uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is doing great with the Pistons, though. They're not winning very many games still. It's the Pistons, but, you know, Boyan's a great player. Um, anyway, back to the game. The game, we we win 123. No, we win 124-123. Okay. Now, Dylan Brooks, he dropped 30. And Desmond Bain, he dropped he dropped 32. <laughs> they scored uh, 62 points total. And they didn't even have John Murray. Is this a team that we'll be able to beat in the playoffs? Probably not. In a couple of years, absolutely. Um, our team is young. We have talent. And here's the thing that I'm thinking that the Jazz are thinking right now. Okay. Do we need to even tank? We have a ton of young players. Do we need another young player to add? Obviously, you know, Victor Wembanyama, he's amazing. And that's why there's a ton of teams tanking. But do we need to tank? Um, we got a ton of young players. And I think what the Jazz might be thinking is get those players out there, teach them how to win games, and then a couple of years they'll be super good at winning games. I mean, our entire starting lineup is a bunch of – Bunch of young guys. Three, three of our guys. Three out of our five guys are a bunch of young guys. No, two out of our five young guys. But our bench is five out of five young guys. 
So I think that's what the plan is right now. And, you know, if we lose a ton of games and we get that great, great draft pick, and if we win a ton, ton of good experience for our young guys. I think it's a win-win either way. Um, another thing I want to say is that the Jazz are clutch. <laughs> We're clutch, man. Um, one thing that uh, I'm going to forget his name. Here, I'll, I'll find it in just a second. Alex. Andy Larson. Andy Larson, he says, this sounds ridiculous to say. I think this is the third one of the season that I am, like, very positive that last year's team would have found a way to lose. Just true. Our last year's team, our only clutch play was give the ball to Donovan, get him to the, do an isolation, and if we score, we score. Now we just do a, you know, a normal 5v5 that, you know, obviously you get a nice play set up. Um, that's what we did. And each in that end of the game right there, we, we had like three wide open threes where we would just pass around a ton, drive in, suck in the other guy from the corner, pass out to the corner. Bang. And we get a ton of wide open threes because of that. And that's why we won the game. Truth is though, is that we almost sold it at the end there. You know, we got... Malik Beasley, he hit that three and put us up by four. We turned the ball over, which I I personally think that the, it did not go off the Jazz. But we turned the ball over, and they hit, uh, I think it's Desmond Bain who hit a real, no, Dylan Brooks, he had a really crazy three um, to put them down by one. And then the next thing that I want to talk about is that we got no time off the off the clock on our first inbound. We have a foul to give. We have it. We I know the this the clock and the putting the ball in is very short. But we get in the lorry marketing and we just get fouled immediately. After that madness. Just madness ensues. We just throw it into Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton, I don't know what he was doing, maybe trying to shoot. Jordan Clarkson recovers it, gets fouled or maybe a jump ball. Those are Lori Markman. Lori Markman, guarded by a guard underneath the basket, missed a wide open layup. Might as well have been wide open. He's seven feet. He should have made that. Anyway, ball goes into Memphis. If they didn't take a timeout there, I think that they would have scored. But the coach's decision was to take a timeout, and they were able to, you know, fumble it. <laughs> as you might say, literally fumbled. I mean, he gets the ball, he just fell over. This is still a great win, though. John Morant's gone, and no matter what you say, I mean, that's a playoff team even without John Morant. Maybe not as good as a playoff team, obviously, but they did great last year without John Morant. I think they only lost like six games. They won like 22 games without when he was out. They won a crazy good run without him. And this year we just ended a trade-off with a uh, with an L. Um, the thing is, 
is we're missing kind of our guys too. We're missing Walker Kessler, Simon Pentecchio, Rudy J. And maybe they can all those guys are scripts. But they're decent. That's going to really mess up a team when you lose one of your key role players. Or, yeah, I mean, these guys are getting playing time. Pentecchio, not so much. We don't know, really know what his role would have been in that game. But I'm sure he would have got some minutes. Rudiger, he's been playing great, so we even put him in for those three balls and stuff like that. Walker Kessler, a rim defender, which and our rebounder, which I don't think would have been that much of a deal with this one because they were just launching up threes. And I was listening to a podcast the other day, and David Locke was saying, you can either defend the perimeter or the three ball. And what we, what we used to do with Rudy Gobert is we would just defend the basket instead of the and when we defend the basket you just get a bunch of open threes but the thing is i think now uh teams are shooting so much more threes so the decision to decide to guard the perimeter really helped in this game even though they knocked down a crazy amount of threes they would have knocked down a lot more if we would have defended the rim more they did not get very many two-pointers that game it's because it was such a high scoring game. I mean, um, 123, 124 is just, you know, it may seem normal now, but that's just a very high scoring game. And another thing is that the Jazz, they can win this. They can, they, uh, they can win. And Nikhil Alexander Walker has proved to be a very decent point guard. You know, when Mike Conley's out, um, when Mike Conley's out, I think he'll, when Mike Conley's out, I think we're going to be starting Colin Sexton at the one, uh, put Townhorn Tucker as the backup, and then you know as our the third liner, you know maybe leave Townhorn Tucker and uh, Kale Alexander Walker out there. I think I think you know, Kale may end up taking the backup point guard spot because Colin Sexton he's not a natural point guard; he's simply a scorer. Um, it was a very interesting lineup last night when we had our bench guys. Was, you know, there's some turnovers that, you know, just didn't deserve to happen. Town Horn Tucker just, like, threw the ball away and ran out to try and get it, you know, out of bounds. That did not need to happen. And, but when we have our main guys in, we're clutch. Like, <laughs> Kelly Olenek is very, very clutch, just like Boyan. Boyan, you know, people forget this because of his missed game winner against Allen Mack. Boyan is a very, very clutch player. He hit two two game winners, buzzer beaters, but he's, he's also hit a ton of other clutch threes to, like, tie the game or start a, uh, like, running around and stuff. Yeah. Um. Our ball movement is crazy. And that's something that we just didn't see last year. And that'll do it for Beyond the Arch podcast. Um, Thank you for listening. 
make sure to subscribe and follow my Twitter and listen to wherever you get your podcasts.